at the time of Jacob's trouble, speaks about the 70th week of Daniel. So the church uh, of necessity has to be taken out of the way where God deals again directly and specifically uh, with national Israel. Are we in that timeline of Jacob's troubles? No, not yet, but we are lining up for that time, or the world is, I should say. Uh, we won't be here for any of so, that. We are seeing uh, precursors to many of the things that will happen uh, during that time. I think really since October 7th, uh, things started moving rapidly towards uh, what will ultimately be fulfilled during the tribulation recorded in Zechariah 12 to 14, especially verse 3, where Jerusalem becomes a burdensome stone uh, to all, first the surrounding areas and then to all peoples. And we're watching that progression happen right in front of our eyes I mean, today. You spoke a little bit about it, but where are we in the timeline, like at this moment? Um, what has transpired and what's uh, what do we see going like go in the direction that we're going. Well, I think it's possible that the next event that we'll see is the destruction of Damascus, as Isaiah 17, 1 uh, highlights for us. And, you know, again, people often say, well, that was already fulfilled. But the fact that there is a Damascus proves it wasn't fulfilled because the Bible says it will cease from being a city. It will be uninhabitable. And uh, even though it's had battles, much like Jerusalem, I don't know how many times throughout history, Jerusalem has been destroyed and rebuilt. And many cities of antiquity have that kind of history. But Damascus becoming a ruinous heap, uh, basically implying uh, no one can live there uh, mm -hmm. any longer, I think is probably what's going to be the catalyst for launching the Ezekiel War. It will be that uh, proverbial straw that broke the camel's back for those who've been looking for an opportunity uh, to engage in warfare and invade Israel from the north. And they have the international community on their side right now. So that's very favorable uh, for those who would do something that uh, would normally be uh, spoken out against very loudly and boldly in time past. But ever since uh, October 8th and beyond, uh, this is not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So how does this connect with Daniel, you know, chapter 12 in, in Daniel? Well, Daniel's, I love chapter 12, especially because it gives us some insight uh, that the future is good. And uh, there are going to be those who uh, rise to everlasting life, as well as those uh, who have the opposite direction as their eternal destiny. But Daniel 12, 4 talks about the fact that the vision was sealed up to Daniel. It wasn't something that he would be privy to uh, the understanding or interpretation of, even though he was the one that was given the visions that he received, he was the one that wrote them down, and uh, yet they didn't make uh, complete sense to him, even though portions of it are interpreted for him. But we are living in a time where we have better prophetic clarity than any generation before us. And when you pair that statement in Daniel 12, 4 with what Jesus said in the Olivet Discourse, uh, that, you know, there's a generation coming that will not pass away, until all the things she spoke of in the Olivet Discourse are fulfilled. And, you know, uh, again, I, I think we talked about this last time, but there are those who debate the issue as to whether there's any content that relates to the church in the Olivet Discourse. And I believe there is, simply because Jesus mentioned in the days before the flood. Now, if you take that and basically paraphrase it, it's saying, Jesus is saying, before the last time God poured out his global wrath, Here's what society was like, buying and selling, marrying and giving in marriage until the time where Noah was shut up into the ark, which is a picture, I believe, of the rapture. So 
I think what we are living in right now is days like those of Noah, where there's an indifference to the clear and impending signs of judgment. Uh, people are, you know, the thoughts and intents of man's heart, as in Noah's day, are only evil continually. Violence fills the earth. The whole earth is corrupt before God. And, you know, the time before the flood, uh, you know, the range est estimates are, you know, somewhere from 16 to 1600 to 2000 years. And, and we have very little information about it other than the, the, the multiple negative things that are said about it. And you really got to look hard to find something good going on in the world right now outside of the church, I would say. Mm -hmm. So it is, uh, I think we are living in the time before, directly before God's global wrath. Mm. So what do you think the people in church should do right now? The people of Christ, the believers, um, because a lot of us feel very, um, you know, we feel very down, but we want to be able to encourage others that, you know, maybe they don't believe in Jesus. Maybe, you know, maybe they got to hear something from us. How do we stay focused on Christ in this time? Yeah, you know, I love that question because the answer is quite simple. The best ointment for a weary soul is telling people about Jesus. Uh, there's nothing like it. And when you see somebody accept Christ, our souls leap with joy. And uh, we are, you know, our, our hope is restored if we've lost it or had it diminished. And, you know, we're going to be, we're going to see, and you see this in the parable of the soils, I don't think Jesus is giving us an equation, but I think what we can take away from the four types of soils is that the receptivity to the gospel message is going to be relatively low. Uh, but once in a while, that seed is going to hit good soil. And I think just one, telling people about Jesus will be encouraging to us. And two, seeing someone come to Christ will uh, just fill us with joy, inexpressible and full of glory. So we, you know, I, I don't think there's any caveats to the Great Commission. We just keep doing what we have been commissioned to do and empowered to do. And, you know, one thing I think for all of us to remember is that Jesus said, you know, you will receive power to be witnesses. So there is an attachment to divine power and sharing our faith uh, that, you know, we don't need divine power to work the remote. You know, or or listen to podcasts or any of these other things that we do, you know, to inform us or distract us. But you get out on the street and start talking about Jesus, and you're going to feel the presence of God and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is going to help you uh, share your faith. Mm -hmm. Now, now I have to ask you this question because I'm I'm one of those people. There are people, a lot of Christians are watching a lot of so much YouTube out there, so much disinformation. Um, a lot of doom. And and that's where I, I you know, why I'm kind of going in that direction is like, how do you, you know, turn that off and turn yourself back to Christ? Because there's so much disinformation that what, you know, what you're currently talking about, you know, the times of Jacob, tr the time of Jacob's troubles, you know, you're saying, hey, we're not there yet. But there's others that are saying, hey, you know, 2024 is going to be the last year. We we don't know. We don't know. So how, can you speak into that a little bit? Yeah, I think the one of the important things is that, you know, we, as Amir and I have traveled around the world, we hear the same two comments. It doesn't matter what country we're in, even uh, the U.S. We hear the same thing. I can't find a Bible teaching church. 
or nobody's talking about Bible prophecy. And those two things are common everywhere we go. Uh, so I think just, you know, Bible prophecy, I think Dr. Ed Heinsohn used to have a saying, and he would say that Bible prophecy is not meant to scare us, but prepare us. So you need to be and use social media and platforms like yours, Nancy, to get information uh, that is relevant to the days. And, you know, that it takes my mind back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, where Paul talks about the natural man's inability to understand the things of God because they're spiritual. And uh, when you are not born again, you don't have discernment. Uh, you can't understand the times and the things going on around us. But when you do, when that information is being fed to you through someone who's not trying to grandstand or gain an audience who just wants you to know what the Bible says, you're going to be able to receive it and make your way through. So, you know, uh, one of the things that we say, and it always comes up in the Q&A times when we do conferences, and that is, you know, well, what do I do? I, I, you know, I can't drive four hours to the Bible teaching church in my state or in my country or or uh, community. So what do I do? And, you know, my, my answer is always the same thing. We need the fellowship. We need to be with other believers. And as long as the, the, they may not be teaching Bible prophecy, but if they believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, the Holy Spirit is present and active today and the basics, the non-negotiable, so to speak, you, you need that fellowship. You have things to contribute to the church by your own gifts of the spirit as well and then supplement online uh, with Bible prophecy teaching. Do not let the internet be your primary uh, source. You know, if you're, of course, there are exceptions, people who are shut-ins or having health issues and all that, you know, yeah, get online, watch church, be a part of the fellowship that way. But if you're healthy, able-bodied, and can get to a church that uh, isn't heretical, then fulfill your responsibility to be a part of that church and then supplement online uh, with uh, a trusted prophecy teacher. And, and I have to say that that's a big phrase because there's a lot of nonsense out there. And, uh, you know, one of the things I think that's been uh, basically ignored in these last days is what the Jews were told about someone who prophesies and it doesn't come to pass. Uh, don't listen to them. And now what we do, we have people who write books about nonsense. It doesn't come to pass. And then they write another book and people buy that too. Uh, and part of that is because of the itching ear syndrome, you know, and we want to hear sensational things. And we've been uh, basically patterned by the media for sensationalism. So we need to be careful of that because that can be very disappointing. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. And I just have to say that you have a great Bible conference, prophecy conference coming up on uh, January 27th. Can you talk about that a little bit? Who's going to be there and what's going on? Yeah, we have, this is our eighth annual, we call it proximity conference. And I chose that word because the definition of proximity in English anyway, is the nearness in time or place. And uh, that's what we look at every year. And we look at it through various lenses. Uh, Amir Sarfati will be with us via uh, satellite. He'll be in Galilee and uh, Israel teaching. And then we're going, our, normally we end up the day with a Q&A session, but because it's late for Amir, uh, Amir is going to teach. Then we're going to have the Q&A session. And then after that, uh, uh, lunch break, then Pastor Michael Lay, who is Amir's brother-in-law and also the operations manager, vice president of operations for Behold Israel. He's going to teach and then I'll wind up the day uh, in the afternoon. And we've got some really 
wonderful sessions coming up. Of course, Amir is going to talk about uh, what's happening in Israel. The future of Israel is his message. Uh, Pastor Mike uh, has chosen a topic I think we need to hear, and that is the, the uh, subliminal aspect of idolatry, how idolatry can slip into our lives and how it's dominant uh, in the last days. And I'm going to talk about what we're talking about today, and that is the escalation of events that relate to Bible prophecy, telling us Jesus is coming for us anytime. Beautiful. And and so if you if you can't get there in person, how can they watch it? Uh, they can go to YouTube and, uh, again, just type in my name. Actually, my YouTube channel is called The Truth About God. Or if you type in my name, it'll take you there, too. Behold Israel has their own uh, YouTube channel. It'll be streamed there also. Uh, and then on Facebook, you know, which pretty much both Amir and I are pretty heavily shadow banned and restricted. But it will be there also. And uh, you can also watch it via the church website through our streaming service, and the church website is calvarycoc.org, calvarycoc.org. And that's uh, Calvary Central Orange County, if you want to type that all in. But all of them, again, it's all free. There's no fee for streaming. And 9 a.m. Pacific is when it'll kick off. What would you like to leave my audience with today? They look up. Uh, you know, I think those are some of the most important words. I think Corey Tenboom. Uh, said it well. She said, look around and uh, be distressed. Uh, look at the world and be depressed, but look to Jesus and be at rest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think if we just keep our eyes focused on the prize, remembering, and I, I like to call it future first thinking, the first thing in our mind ought to be our future, that this is not our eternal existence and the next life is nothing like this one. And, you know, I, I think it's good and healthy for us to stay focused on where we're going. Uh, the the ticket price has already been paid in full by Jesus uh, shedding his blood for our sins. But I think we have to remember that the next life is the long life and the next life is nothing like this life. Uh, death has been banned. There's no sorrow, sickness, pain. All the former things will have passed away. And I think in the in the... Uh, letters of Paul, and you'll find this constantly peppered through the biblical writings in the New Testament. And that's always just remember where you're going, remember what's coming, and uh, how glorious it will be. And I believe for one specific generation, I think we're it. I believe that with all my heart. I think we are the generation that will not pass away. There's going to be a moment and a twinkling of an eye where we are face to face with Jesus, meeting him and the dead in Christ in the air to forever be with the Lord. And Paul even said, comfort one another with those words. And looking around is not very comforting. Looking up is where we find comfort. Mm, words of wisdom. And I thank you so much for that wonderful encouragement for those who are listening and watching today. So you can watch Barry's YouTube channel, The Truth About God, and get his book, The Time of the Signs, a chronology of Earth's final events on Amazon or his website. Anything else you'd like to leave them with? I do a, a weekly prophecy update for those who want to stay on top of things called the lineup. And I think I got a picture of it behind me. Uh, but every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time, I run through the events of the week. 
I, I don't focus as heavily on Israel as Amir does because Amir does a fantastic job at keeping us informed. And, you know, the, the I look more at the, I do cover Israel, that's for sure, but the, the broader picture, because there's a lot of things happening out there that relate to Bible prophecy uh, that may be happening in the United States or in Iran, uh, places like that. So if, if anyone's interested in staying on top of that, again, you can go to my YouTube page and uh, every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, uh, they're all archived there. You can watch past programs too. But uh, every, you know, I have Amir join me every once in a while uh, to bring us up to date on what's going on in Israel. So that'd be a good, good resource for your viewers, Nancy. Yeah, I love watching you and Amir talking. It's like the best buds, right? And you have to do it through the Zoom, right? Yeah, so do. it's kind of hard. Um, so this is the book, if anybody's interested in, uh, he is doing so well with this book. Um, I know, cause I look at, you know, I look at Amazon, you can see all the people, the, the reviews and, and the amount of books he's sold so far. Um, do you know how many Barry you've sold? No, I don't. I'll find that out on Monday, but thank you for mentioning that because the, the, it was actually released yesterday, but the release week, all the uh, sales during the release week, even after it's available, uh, go towards the presale numbers. And the pre-sale numbers are what all the retailers look at to determine whether or not they'll put it on the shelf in the store, only offer it in their online book sales. Yeah. So, you know, purchases this week all count towards the pre-sale numbers. And uh, so thank you for mentioning that. You know, and so, like if anybody's really looking for something like he talks about, um, you know, the signs in the world to look for, the signs in the church, the rapture. The War of Ezekiel, the Man of Sin, the seventieth seven, um, the Second Coming, and more. You know, you, but I'm not going to tell you more because you got to get the book. This one. So, um, well, um, I thank you so much for coming on again, and I pray that you come back again, to, maybe in the spring or summer, and we could, you could update us and let us know how you're doing. And I would um, love to. Thanks for the invitation. Thank you for coming. Thanks for watching The Call, and don't forget to like and subscribe. So join me next time for another episode of The Call with Nancy Sebado. You'll be blessed. Are you listening to The Call of God? Because God speaks to you every day. Are you listening to The Call? Hello.